Welcome. You've joined the Hedonism Show with Carol and David, broadcasting live from the world's most iconic adult playground Hedonism 2 on Negril Beach in Jamaica. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Hedonism Show. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. We're Carol and David, and welcome to the Hedonism Show. While we're all doing our part to stay safe in these crazy times, we sure are missing our favorite sexy resort, Hedonism 2 on Negril Beach in Jamaica. And we can't wait to get back there again soon. But in the meantime, we are happy that we can share this little Jamaican vibe right here on the Hedonism Show. Absolutely. And before we get going, we want to shout out to all our Jamaican friends and family from Hedo 2. Uh, Harry, Donna, Winston, Chef Anthony, and so many others whom we really miss and hope are safe and healthy back in Jamaica. And we can't wait to get back to the world's most iconic adult playground. You know, it's an all-inclusive paradise where you can really turn your fantasies into reality. And holy fuck, babe, have we turned some fantasies into realities over there. It's the sexiest place on earth where you can get as wicked as you want for a week and be as mild or as wild as you like. The Hedonism Show is all about the pursuit of pleasure. And as usual, we'll be talking about sex, sexuality, relationships, and all the ways to spice up your sex life to live happy, healthy, and always horny. Absolutely. I love being horny. All right. So a bit about today's show. Do you consider yourself a sex positive person? What makes you feel that way? And is it your open-minded attitude or your eagerness to explore your sexuality? Or... Is it your acceptance of other people's sexual expressions without judgment? So in addition to talking today about sex positivity, on today's show, we're going to be talking to a sexuality researcher all about the racial component of the swinging lifestyle as we bust some myths about the BBC and the legend of Jezebel. You like BBC? Oh, yes. I love seeing you with the BBC. (laughs) We'll find out all about that a little bit later. But first, we want to take a moment to talk about our top waterproof blanket because everybody should continue to have great sex now more than ever. But if you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils to silicone lube or any other sexy wetness, you just have to throw it in the washer and dryer, and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket, that's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket, and great sex starts now. It sure does, and so does today's show. You know we are Carol and David. This is The Hedonism Show, and we are so excited to welcome our special guest today. Dr. Valerie Popple is a clinical sexologist, sex coach, and certified sexuality educator. As well, she's a sexual scientist and researcher in the swing lifestyle. Together with her husband, they founded the Swan Center for Sexual Wellness and the Integrative Social and Sexual Health Institute. That's a mouthful. Sure is. I wonder if they have time to have sex. <laughs> That's uh, a we'll, lot of sexuality. We'll find out all about that in Great Sex Matters later on. 
Yeah, before we get on with the show, before we get on with Great Sex Matters, we want to talk about Hito 2 in Jamaica. It's one of our favorite places, and it is the sexiest place on earth where you can be as mild or as wild as you like. And we're so excited to tell everybody, we've been talking about it for a couple of shows now, that we're going to be escaping winter 2021, and we'll be at Hito from January 15th to March 26th. We're going to be broadcasting on location, doing a bunch of other things as well. Um, Most probably a lot of it will be naked. So come on, come join us for a week or even more if you want. You could even be a guest on one of our podcasts. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. And we're just going to feel so good to be home again at Hito. From their delicious Jamaican food to the amazing and award-winning entertainment staff and all the sexy, fun, and erotic guests, we are going to be having a blast. So join us there as we get naked on the beach again. It won't be long now. It sure won't. Okay, we're back. This is the Hedonism Show. We are Carol and David. We hope you have enjoyed part one. Like I said earlier, this is part two of our show with Dr. Valerie Popple, who is a sex educator. We've been talking about everything from um, the racial component of swinging to uh, sex education to classes to anal play. And you know we love talking about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. And as you know, this segment is all about getting down and dirty with our guests and all about their sex life. And Dr. Valerie's not going to be able to escape this one. We no want to hear all the details. Let's start off with you telling us a bit about your journey, discovering your sexuality as a young woman. Ah, my journey, understanding my sexuality. You know, I'm a, um, I grew up in Delaware and I will tell you from a country girl, so, you know, good girls don't. That was kind of my growing up. Good girls simply don't. <laughs> good old Baptist background. And it wasn't until I guess I was in my actually probably mid-30s where I had my awakening of really wanting to understand and accept my own body and, and, and enjoy it and not have shame and embarrassment around who I was actually. And that was my journey. In my early, my, my mid thirties, I'm like it woke up. And do you and remember? Then, sorry, do you remember when you discovered great sex, where the sex turned out to be from plain to amazing? Um, I don't remember. However, I can tell you that for me, the experience happened when. I lived in the Middle East. You're probably going to say of all places. Yeah, really? <laughs> I wasn't getting that. <laughs> so now you're going to have to tell us that story. I, I, I lived in the Middle East for several years. I was in Egypt, and I wasn't getting any. And I had to enter into a fake marriage in order to have a boyfriend. It was actually, so I wouldn't get arrested. It's a long, involved story. (laughs) And he was, uh, I was 40-something then, and he told me he was mid-30s, but I found his passport, and he was only 20. So you do the math. Wow. he into 40, there's a a lot of dividing. Mm -hmm. And I think that is when I really discovered, like, whoa. I really woke up. I'm in my 40s, you know, how your body's changing at 40. You know, you're like a 15-year-old boy, you know, just waking up. You can't get enough. And ever since then, I've been a bull in a giant outfit. Yeah. Wow, wow. Nice. That sounds awesome. That's kind Don't of the same. Me. 
It's kind of the same timing. I was like 42 when I met David and I mean, he's an amazing lover and I've never had such a lover before in my life. And I really learned and I came into my own sexuality. My kids had been grown and I met this wonderful, amazing lover. And it's kind of the same time frame. Like you were saying, in your 40s, that's sex only gets better from there and it's continually getting better for me and hopefully for you too, David. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, 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 when you talk to me, you don't say I'm the best lover. You say, I'm a fucker. I do. But I was taking it the wrong way. I didn't know I was good at sex. <laughs> oh, I, my God. I get it. No, I, was I don't. Trying to, I was trying to use my, my uh, comedic routine yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he doesn't. No, he does not like to be sold to be fucked off or no, anything. So, no, no I, don't, I, I don't call you a fucker. He's an amazing, amazing lover. That's Silly right. boy. So, Val, before we get on to, you know, your best and most fun swinging experience, we on our last probably five or six shows, we've had some super educated experts, females on our show, and we've asked them about what sex was life like when they were younger. And there's a common thread, and it was probably a great research thing for you to do. And all these women, as they were growing up, all they in their minds thought they had to do was suck cock. They thought that it was all about sucking a guy's cock, pleasuring him. They didn't feel it was okay to open their legs and ask the guy to lick their pussy or suck their clit. Were you like that also growing up? Were you a giver where all you did was was give blowjobs? No, I was pretty selfish. <laughs> Good for you. Yay, Val. Yeah. <laughs> I no, let me just put that up there right now. No, I was pretty selfish. I'm like, uh, hello. <laughs> Let's get to work. No, I was all about um, take care of me first. I don't know why I thought like that. Kind of got me thinking. But yeah, that's kind of what I was always about. Like, and I really had it changed. I had to like, all right, I got to please my partner too. But when I first started out, it's all about me. And, and did, you, did you start out young? Were you like 14, 15? I was I was 17 when I started having sex and I got married and it truly was all about me and he was one of those gentlemen that was all about pleasing me so yeah it was totally I was a I was a buffet wow <laughs> that's a nice thought and I'm I'm glad and happy for you well I want to come over and eat your buffet <laughs> <laughs> you might have an opportunity Maybe one day this winter at Hito. So we're getting back to Hito and and Val. Let's talk about your most favorite, exciting swinging experience that you've been in. That you know, Carol and I have two or three of them that are memories, and and they stick with us forever because of the people and and all the fun that went on. Tell us a little bit in detail about your favorite experience. Oh my God. They're probably not letting me back in Hito after I tell them this story. <laughs> we won't tell anyone. So, I don't. We'll have a radio show. Everybody's going to hear about it. This is the Hito <laughs> show, right? That's right. <laughs> Y'all don't listen. I didn't do it. So it was, a, there were, it was a couple that just got married. And there were about five or six couples that were hanging around. One of the couples had just gotten married. And for some reason, he was a complete ass. You know, he was just a, an ass. So the ladies had went to the bed. He had been an ass to her the whole night. Don't know why. Don't even don't even know why. Ladies to the bathroom. And when they came back from the bathroom, I had five men on their knees, and I had their belts around their necks, and I was holding them like. 
And the women walked in, they were like in the bathroom or by the bar outside in that little area. And they looked at me, if you could see their eyes, they were like, what in the fuck? But I'm here for it. And I'm like, I, I asked them, I said, can I control your men for the night? They were like, yeah. I made them crawl on all fours to the <laughs> That's a long crawl. Okay. It was a long crawl. Hope it was on the sand. It was, it was epic. And there were people, it was like a it was like a parade. People were like, what in the fuck is going on? And I had them all relations, right? And I made them just be everyone's slave. I mean, I had these these men. It, it with permission from everybody do this do that i had the march one of them was very bad and i had him marked around holding his balls and cock saying i've been a bad boy i can't have sex i've been a bad boy i can't have sex and marched around in the hot tub like 10 times <laughs> i was just being like the ultimate dumb bitch right it was this went on probably for three hours for the whole hot tub kind of went into the BDSM kind of world at night. It was epic. And so after we got done, like everyone gave me like a big clap. They said an ovation in the hot tub. Everybody just turned into like, it was crazy energy. But these four men and most of women just were like, can you do what she said? Can you follow him around, you motherfucker? And, and, you, and you, you know what's cool about this is at Hito you can. Yeah, you're allowed. You role, role playing is one of the things you can do there, which you can't do at home. And um, you know there are theme nights every night, na- every every night. And there is one that's about fetish. There's one about rock. There's one about glow. But the fetish one, the people bring the outfits, and they come and they they really break out of their shell because they get to do things that in the real world are considered naughty or taboo. And, um, you know, the fact that you had these men doing what you want to do, I bet you they went back to their partners later and had the best fuck ever. Oh, they did. The next morning, they were all, all like, glowing. They were right. so, so, like, and two of them became my students. Nice. Because <laughs> they, they wanted to learn. And one was Jamaican. She wanted to learn about what BDSM was. She was that inspired by seeing her husband transform that night. So it was a lot of fun. That was probably an epic, an epic night that lasted all night long. But can, can I talk about something with BDSM? Yes. Can we talk about the Italians when they come with their damn BDSM costumes? Jesus Incredible. Christ. <laughs> the Germans are pretty good too. That's all I want to say. And the Germans too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> So why don't you talk a little bit about that dynamic between the dom and uh, the sub. You had four subs at your feet. Talk about the dynamic and what it makes you feel like and what it makes them feel like to be subs because not everybody understands this whole dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the beauty of power exchange, it's so complex but yet so simple. And that's what it really really is, is a power exchange. And there's five different components of power exchange. That's another conversation. I won't delve into that. But I'll just talk about the first one was that we chose to have a power exchange uh, where I taught them for a certain period of time. And while the ladies were in the bathrooms, I went over rules because it's very important that all rules and boundaries were set before anything is done. Because I wanted to make sure, number one, had they had experience before. 
what was it like? All that good stuff. So my energy process was short and brief because they were in the bathroom. So what it does for them, it allows them to trust and not have to think. You know, oftentimes men are, are cocooned into this, this complexity of the plan, they're doing everything. You know, they have to initiate, they're always thinking. My husband engineer, scientist, so his mind's always going. And it's a nice flip for him not to think. And just trust me that I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do to him with guidelines, with boundaries, because that's what the boundaries are set up. So he could just be present in his body and not have to think. Because men are not often in their bodies. They think they are, but they're really not. So BDSM actually puts a person to step directly into their bodies and not have to think. And so they can experience all the pleasures and sensations of their body being aroused from every part of them, not just their, their dick and balls. And for, for me as being the Dom, it is a absolute sign of respect that they respect and honor me enough that they will surrender their will to me for this short period of time. So I always take it very seriously, number one. Number two, it's a big high for me. You know, I'm that arrogant bitch, I guess. <laughs> it kind of just gets off on just, just having someone's will in my hands and them trusting me with it. So it's a huge endorphin factor for me of releasing those chemicals that just makes me feel good. So it's a feel-good factor for both players, top, bottom, sub, down. And, 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 and when you play in the lifestyle and when you um, are having sex, I mean, Hito has a beautiful uh, room rooms that have all the kink and BDSM equipment. Do you ever let yourself go do you lie there and take you know a cock in your ass a cock in your pussy one in your mouth and you turn it around where you become the queen and let everybody do you uh that's a given absolutely <laughs> but which is your favorite do you prefer to be the sub or the dom or or do you prefer to be in the foursomes and morsum in the middle of an orgy pile you know i always tell my subs this when i'm done with you your reward is me. Ah, nice. <laughs> exactly. That's how I like to play. I'm one of those kinds of dogs. So when you're, when I'm done, like humiliating you and doing, I got to do to you. Your reward then is to pleasure me. Love it. So I'm all about it. Wow. Just call me. You know, I will. I will get my pleasure with you or without you. I'm gonna get it. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> I think. I think Carol, you could learn a little bit from uh, Val because yeah. I, I. I like being the sub. I like being uh, tied down. I like being blindfolded. But then when we're done and I'm all turned on, I like turning Carol over and, you know, yeah, fucking her. And she likes getting fucked hard. And um, even though, you know, she's that, that queen bee who likes everybody doing her, she has this little kinky side to her where uh, she likes being in control. Yeah, of course. Doesn't everybody? Right. And that's the fun thing Doesn't about everybody. role play. That's the fun thing about trying and exploring and trying new things. That we get to see what we like. We don't have to go full in on anything. We can go baby steps on whatever we want and try as much as we want and go as far as we want. That's really amazing. Right. So, so, it is. so I, it is. I, I was going to say, I know a lot of things have changed in the lifestyle in these last 15 years that you've been in the lifestyle. What would you say would be one of the major changes that you've noticed? I've noticed that, you know, the word swinging, you know, it goes back to the original wording. It doesn't really fit anymore. If you think about it, 
the word lifestyle is a true anomaly of what's happening. Not everyone goes there to swing. A lot of people are nudists. There's voyeurism. There's, I just want to, I just want to experience it. So I find that it is a lifestyle of sex minded, positive people. So it's, it's changed from just people from the key card parties back in the day when swinging was swinging, it's changed into an experience now. Hence BDSM, tantric, right? You know, spiritual sex, educational workshops. So it's now become the business of selling experiences. Absolutely. And, and people ask us all the time, you know, why do people swing? And it's because of the excitement, the newness, the variety, the difference. It's not about putting your cock into somebody else's pussy. It's about doing different things that society unfortunately thinks are taboo and and wrong where in like you said the lifestyle they are absolutely great and they actually strengthen couples and one of the things that i like to say is that that swinging is just a very small part of the lifestyle and um, people mm-hmm. think it's an interchangeable word, but in our view, it's not interchangeable. But what we do, David and I, we're full swap swingers, and that's kind of how we describe how we like to play in the lifestyle. But that's our definition of how we play in the lifestyle, which your definition is different because you play differently. But we don't. But we don't need to fuck other people to be in the lifestyle. No, we're, no, we're, no, we're, we're in the lifestyle, but we are full swap swingers. We so, are, but we can yeah. also have sex, me and you, on a bed next to other yes. people, so we don't yes. have to swap or swing right. to be in this open minded community of sex positive people i I get that but swinging is a small part Mm -hmm. of what the lifestyle is all about is all i'm saying it truly is Mm -hmm. it is and you know what it really comes down to and i say this over and over in all my classes the couples have to have really strong communication if you don't have that it is not going to work because you have to talk about the rules you have to have an open mind and you have to not walk on eggshells in the lifestyle because if so it will fuck up your relationship absolutely so i always say you have to have communication clinging does not fix a broken marriage I think we've said that 25 gazillion times yeah. on our show so Val <laughs> just before we get into our final advice I want to end the show with you describing one of your most memorable with your partner um, erotic evenings, events that you've been to, and and what you felt like as a couple when you left that amazing uh, party, swinger, lifestyle event that you went to? Mm, that was in Prague. I remember it like yesterday. <laughs> we were in Prague, and we were at the Tantric House, and I was teaching, actually. And there were a whole bunch of couples in there, and there was um, a chance for us then to have a Tantric experience with a master tantric and after this three hour session it was in the middle of the day three o'clock on a thursday never forget it we just came from germany we had to go to for business i was teaching we go to tantric three o'clock we're done by like four uh no shit we're done like six and i remember the talk yesterday my husband and i were ravenous we were just ravenous to the point of like slobbering <laughs> and just drooling and like gnawing like animals on each other. 
where we were panting, you know, like we had never seen each other. Like we were like the first time ever on each other because the sexual energy, the connection of spirit was so strong. And I remember we had to take a quick shower and we had to go back to the business meeting that he was finishing up on. And we walked back into the business like, you know, three hours late. <laughs> They're all like, where have you been? We were like, um, we got caught in rain. We made up some bullshit story. And Aaron, and his partner was like, you smell like fresh soap. I know. <laughs> Everybody really knew the story, but, you know, you couldn't say it because, yeah. <laughs> Everybody knew. <laughs> that is so much fun. Well, and that, that was probably the best. It sounds really, really awesome. And we've had an amazing discussion here talking to Dr. Popple. It is coming to an end, and we do like to end our show oh. with some great advice. Um, tonight, why don't we just wrap up a little bit and, and talk about why it's important for sex-positive people to continue learning about sex and sexuality throughout their lives? Because it's like a tide. It comes and goes. Your body's going to change. We can't all be 20 forever. So we need to understand what our body is going to change from and to and accept it and then learn how to live with it and then learn how to amplify it so that we can have and continue to have the best sex that we can up until the day that we go see the good Lord, wherever your Lord is. So that involves educating, that involves staying positive, and that involves, no matter your age, but being an adult, is enjoying good sex until you pass. That is what's important. Don't stop doing it. It might change. Maybe you'll have less. But keep it up. Fucking keep playing. Keep experimenting. Be open-minded. And most importantly, have fun. It's only sex. I like brain surgery. <laughs> Absolutely. Like Carol always says, relationships begin and end in the bedroom. So keep it spicy and you'll always be happy, healthy, and horny. Wow. That was a good little mm -hmm. like tag. slide in our yeah. line over there. Uh -huh. Dr. Valerie Popple, thank you so much for being here. This was an amazing two-part show sharing all this great information. Hopefully one day we will see you at Hito maybe this winter. Um who knows? We're going to keep in touch. Why don't you take a minute to tell everyone how they can find you online or social media? Sure. So you can find me on Facebook as Valerie Nefertiti Popple. I'm also a professional belly dancer. It is my hobby since the word Nefertiti. So I've been belly dancing for 30 plus years. You'll find me there. You can find me at www.swan, that's S-W-A-N-N. Center.com, and you can also find me on TikTok under Swan Center, on Instagram under Swan Center, and I will make sure that I can give you all those links as well, so that you can always be in contact with me. I am here for you. And of course, if you missed any of that information, you just have to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where all of our guests have their own guest page, including Dr. Popple, and uh, you'll be able to contact her directly from there and click on the links directly from there. And we are learning so much every day, every week, and I hope that you guys do too. And we sincerely hope that you're staying safe and healthy and, of course, following all the suggested protocols issued by your local health authorities. Stay home as much as you can. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Practice social distancing. And please continue to wear a mask. And, of course, listen to our show and visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com. And if you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolyndavid.com. Well, that's it for our show today, both part one and part two. Uh, we want to 
thank you, Dr. Valerie Popo, for being here. Thank you guys for having me. I am so honored, Carolyn Dave. Thank you so much. It's been, a, it's been awesome. Thank you so much. And of course, every week we thank all our listeners for being there week in and week out. Join us again next time for another hour of the sexy lifestyle and talking about sex, sexuality, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life. All righty. That's it. Everybody, please stay healthy, stay happy, stay horny, stay safe. And of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carolyn David for this week's edition of The Hedonism Show. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.